My story starts back when I was the age of nine years old, living in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. When I was living at this time, at the age of nine, I had issues comprehending information. I was not able to speak. I had a lot of issues being able to write down information to people and to understand information that was being said to me, whether if it was verbal or if it was written down. I had a lot of issues overcoming this issue, but as you see, I can talk fluently now, and this was an issue at the time. When I was growing up, I found myself to be friends with one of my neighbors that was across the street, and that was my mother's good friend. And my mother's good friend had a son, and he was my abuser. And however, at the time, he, start, he sounded off as a great kid. He was the age of 15. He was in the foster care system, so, but however, I got to meet this individual, and he wasn't that bad of a guy. I got to know who he was, I got to know his personality, he seemed to be pretty cool. He had a lot of cool opportunities to hang out and he seemed to want to hang out with me more than the average teenager. He wanted to try to be my friend and he wanted to try to hang out with me and he wanted to try to get to know me. But over time, I started realizing that, you know, is this normal? Is this normal behavior that someone should be going through? And as I see it now at the age of 25 compared to when it happened to me, I noticed this when I was about 23 years old. I noticed and I accepted this story. When I'm looking at it now, when I was nine years old, he would make me hang out with him individually, make him go to his room. We would play video games. We would go downstairs. When we would watch TV, we'd make sure that we were alone always. It always seemed to be that he would try to isolate me from where my parents would try to hang out. And there was times when, because he was 15 years old and I was also nine and I had issues talking and such, he would also babysit me at the times when my mother was at work or if she was busy with friends. There was a time that she needed to be away for, with not having a kid. A lot of the time, my mother's friend would allow this individual to babysit me and they both seemed to not have an issue with that. So at the time, there were times when I was by myself with this individual for over two years, and I was sexually assaulted several times throughout those years, and it really affected who I am today, and it really affected myself because I am sexually confused. I had no idea of what I wanted to be. I didn't know what a man should be. And there's a lot of different things that I overcame with this issue and I just want people that are in the same position as me can speak up and be able to own up to their story and be proud of their story because this is not your fault. This happens to a lot of people within Canada. This happens to a lot of individuals throughout the world. I really want this to be an open topic for individuals because mental health has been such an issue for this and child sexual abuse has been underrated for so long. And I feel that my story, and as I'm continuing this story, I hope that I can inspire you to speak up for your story, and I hope that you can try to make yourself happy because that's the number one goal that you should try to do for yourself. But in order for you to actually grow, you need to accept your past. And that is something that I didn't do for a very, very long time. And it did affect how I became a man and it was very hard for me to be successful because I didn't accept it. And I just want you to try to own up to your story and try to love your story. You don't need to show the whole world, but you need to accept that it did happen so that you can move forward and be 
the man that you want to be or the individual that you want to become, right? Whether if you're a female or male, I just want you to be able to live the life that you want to live. Because when I was nine years old from, from nine to 11, I was sexually assaulted in public places, pools, restaurants, in public bathrooms. There was times where I was sexually assaulted in my own home by this individual because it was the trust that my parents both had for this individual. I was scared to even talk about it. I was scared to even go to anyone because one, I was scared because this person would threaten me saying that if I said anything, I would be very hurt. And if I did, there would be extreme consequences. And since I didn't really understand information and since I had issues talking at that time, I didn't really know how to ask for help. I didn't really know how to talk to someone and say, hey, is this normal? Is this, is this okay? because at the time I wasn't able to do that. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just, it was just how I was developed and how I was grown up and I was not able to tell people, but I had bruises all over my body. I do remember the time where like, there are days that I couldn't walk. There's days that I feel that like, you know, as a child, like why is, why am I suffering so much physical pain? And I just accepted it for a very long time because I didn't want to say Compared to how it is today, it's very looked down upon to be gay. It was very looked upon to be homosexual. I had a big issue with this growing up because a lot of the time growing up, people would use common terms like faggot or you're gay. And that was like one of the most common things that people said growing up. Like, I don't know about in the States or not. I don't know about in other places, but where I grew up and especially where I was in Canada between the 2000s era, you know, like that was a very like big time where before LGBTQ was accepted, that was a very used word all the time. And it's not a correct word that we should ever be using. And it's a term that I was so manipulated into using because I was trying to hide my own sexual identity. So I used it against someone else, and that's not right either. By me telling people that they're a faggot, or you're gay, or you're this. But it was such a common term that we made it acceptable in our society, and I was also one of those people that didn't realize that I was one of those people, if that makes sense. And over time, I learned that this word is wrong. Over time, I learned that it's not acceptable in any way, you know? And I felt bad that I even did this in the first place. I'm just trying to be real of the fact that, you know, that I'm not perfect in any way. I'm learning as much as anyone else. I'm trying to develop who I want to become. And I had a lot of issues with this because of my sexual assaults. There would be times when he would do it where, you know, I would just disappear into another world just so that I could not be involved into that environment anymore. But when you're having sex at the age of 14 because of this and being promiscuous and, you know, you don't know what's going on, it's not necessarily your fault. Just understand that maybe you need help or you need guidance and you need direction, right? And I'm glad that we have systems today for this because back in the day when I was in high school or back in the day when I was in elementary, this wasn't a very accepted topic to be talking about. I didn't feel like I had the ability to stand up for myself. I didn't have the ability to reach out for resources or anyone to really assist me. And I just wanted to try to create this video to show awareness and to show some understanding that, you know, nobody's perfect by us sharing a story can maybe save a life. And I just want to try to save lives and make a difference for others. 
I overcame the fact that I was sexually assaulted for many years and and I did overcome times where I was so confused about whether if I'm straight or if I'm gay or you know I had to test my own to really understand this and and over time I really do blame the person that sexually assaulted me because I never had that freedom to really stand up for what I love and for what I really want. I had a really hard time trying to become that part of myself. And luckily today I feel a lot more happier about myself. I feel a lot more success within myself. But this is a very big topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it may be embarrassing or it may be a stigma against males trying to report sexual abuse. If you report this for yourself and if you try to get the help and the resources you need to be successful, you're going to be able to live a longer and happier life. If you decide to talk to someone about it, if you decide to express your story, whether if you want to tell a loved one, a friend, reach out to the resources that are available to you where you are. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help anymore. If anything, it should be more acceptable because our society has been such a problem. Everything since this pandemic, there's been more people that are doing suicides and overdoses and so many worse things than the COVID-19 sickness has done around the world. Everyone else has been dying from overdoses and, and from isolation and trying to hurt themselves because they don't have the attention that they need or the love that they need. I really wanna try to help those people, but it's our job to try to break the cycle of sexual abuse for children. Things like this shouldn't be happening for children, but it's still happening today. And the ones that are being reported, it only says that one sixth of males within Canada sexually get abused, but the number is probably double and we don't even know, right? And this is for a lot of issues within human trafficking, sex trafficking, and all these other issues, right? It's been a big topic and big issue within the world we live in today. My story can try to impact you in a way that we can start saving lives rather than losing lives. Because I care about the fact that every day when I wake up, I see a new person committing suicide because of the, the traumas that they face, because they're not able to communicate or talk about it or grow from it. But we have the resources today to do this, and we have experts and professionals to oversee this. And I went out and I got the help I needed. I went out and I saw a psychologist. I went out and I saw people, and I got the help that I needed. I used physical exercise to be successful within my mental health and I use swimming as a way for me to overcome my sexual abuse. For me, over time, it made me a very successful athlete, it made me very disciplined, and it got me into a very good school. And nobody at the time believed in me. I had to believe in myself. And the only person that can believe in yourself in this situation is yourself. It's important for you to believe in the dreams that you want to commit or the dreams that you want to do in your life. It's only you that's going to be the leader to your world. I hope that you guys like listening to this story. And if you are interested in hearing more, please subscribe and follow my content. Thank you and have a great day.